This is Post-Mormon at the Movies, Episode 1, Introductions. Welcome to Postmormon at the Movies. I'm Dan. And I am Nick. Hopefully we want more than just our close friends and family to listen to this podcast, so we thought it would be a good <laughs> idea to uh, introduce ourselves so that you know our listeners can kind of get to know us and get a little bit of background. So, Where we kind of wanted to start is uh, talking about like our, our Mormon street cred. Like, who are we to be talking about being Mormon? Dan, do you want to start? Yeah. Um, you know, I was born in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, or the Mormon Church, for those who might not know. You know, both of my parents were members, and me and my family all growing up were members. And I would say that we were a very, you know, traditional Orthodox uh, members of the Church. And, you know, growing up, did all of the, you know, got baptized, did all of the youth activities. You know, when I turned 12, I got the priesthood, and we, you know, after I graduated high school, I did a year at BYU, and that's, we were roommates there. Yep. And then I served my mission. I went to Paraguay. And for those who might not be familiar with the concept of Mormon missions, that's a two-year commitment where you basically, you know, you leave your family, leave home, and you're pretty dedicated for two years straight to preaching the gospel. And so I did that in Paraguay. I don't know. I don't know whether, like, we should talk about how we met first or whether I should, like, get into all that or if I should... I think, think, you know, now's probably a good time to switch over because, like, you've kind of gone through up to college, and that's where we became really good friends. So yeah. I can give a little bit of my side, and then we'll probably jump back and forth. My experience is really similar to yours. I grew up in the church. Both sides of my family have generations of members dating pretty far back into church history, and um, which was always a cool sort of, it was a, you know, there was that tradition that went back for generations and, and, you know, big families, lots of cousins, all that sort of stuff that were all members and always thought it was cool that, you know, everyone was, went on missions and, you know, growing up, that was just how I grew up was the church is what you do. And, and I never felt stifled by that. Like I always thought that the church had uh, so much cool stuff as a kid of just like, you know, it was, a, it was such an easy way for me, who's, I'm more introverted. It was in how I made friends through, you know, especially like middle school and high school. That mm-hmm. was the go-to sort of friend group was the people you went to seminary with. And, you know, we both met really in like middle school, towards the end of middle school, mostly in high school. My very first memory of you, Nick, was actually, I think, at a steak dance. Yeah. Um, well, I we can't imagine in- it was a great first impression <laughs> uh that's yeah um we were we were in the same ward or congregation together uh-huh. but we were you know we we were in the same stake um and we so like we saw each other on a fairly re- regular basis yeah. you know apart from just school but we were both in marching band together 
you know, seminary classes. I, like, your dad was my seminary teacher. And so we we knew each other pretty well in high school. And then we both went to BYU, and we were roommates there, both before and after our missions. Yeah, and I feel like, you know, growing up, you know, I, I feel like I was always really, not just involved socially or culturally, but, like, I, I studied uh, stuff in the church, really. Uh, uh, I mean, even in, like, middle school and high school with seminary and stuff, like, I wasn't passively involved. Like, I was reading and studying and especially loved, like, er- early church history and uh-huh. read stuff like the Work in the Glory books, um, which is a fictional series or a series about a fictional family in sort of early church history in the mid-1800s. And loved those books because it had footnotes to reference real stories behind the fictional stuff. And I was totally um, believed everything, and and I believed that I should have been studying, but I probably I probably was not as diligent of a studier. But I uh, pr- I think I felt a little bit guilty that there's well that. I don't I don't <laughs> think anyone can study enough, and that guilt <laughs> is always a little bit of a feeling. Yeah, for anyone yeah. in the church that like there's always something else to be doing right right but for me i mean i guess going into like talking about us in college uh-huh. i feel like there were always some things that rubbed me the wrong way i think yeah. that um you know just little things that just felt like the difference between oh well that's that's how like that's the people side of things the imperfect people side of things and and you just have to separate those two and the difference between like doctrine and culture, right? Exactly. And I felt like I always had a really firm belief and grasp on doctrine and just got irked by cultural things. Um, Uh And I think like BYU was kind of the first time when that came to a head where it was like the cultural stuff of BYU of like honor code sort of nitpickiness and Mm -hmm. all that sort of stuff, like always kind of graded against me. Because I yeah. felt like, well, that doesn't, like, what's the point? Well, it doesn't make any sense. Uh-huh. And so I guess, I mean, I feel like I've always had that little bit, a little bit of, like, a rebel streak in me. And and before we go any further, I just want to say, you know, with our with this podcast, we don't want to bring up any of the problematic, you know, things of the church that maybe led to us being to where we are today, not in the church. That's not our goal with this. So we're, you know, I don't think we're going to be talking about those types of things. But I mean, you know, just going over our faith journeys, there's obviously going to, you know, we're going to have to talk about. I don't know what I'm saying here. Maybe we'll have to edit this part. Out. <laughs> um, well, our point isn't to talk about negative things about the church or to be negative about the church, because I think both of us have really good experiences. And we yeah. we're both coming from a place of privilege. And I think that that is probably important to call out too that we're mm-hmm. both white guys you know kind of fit the typical stereotype of what most people think mormons are and so i think just to i guess to reiterate that that like our point isn't to be negative but in talking about our journeys there are going to be sometimes that maybe if you believe it'll feel a little uncomfortable to hear someone talk about how the church doesn't make them as happy as it used to um and right. that's fine uh but we're not going to go into any details to like make this an argument against the church in any way. Right. We definitely want this podcast to be something that can be listened to comfortably by both people who are believing members of the church and people who have left. 
So I, you know, after BYU, I graduated and I went to Houston to go to optometry school. I'm, you know, we're from Houston, and so it was nice to be close to family again, or close to, you know, my parents. Uh-huh. And even when I was in optometry school, I had a roommate with one of my classmates who was LDS, and you know, so we were, you know, we'd go to church every week, and I was um, pretty active in the singles ward there. The singles ward is where I met my wife. It was around that time that I started, you know, I guess what a lot of people call your faith journey, where I started questioning things and looking into things that, you know, eventually led to me leaving the church. And this was actually before we got married. So we weren't married in the temple. But I, you know, I I was lucky in that my wife was on the same page, I guess. So that made things a little bit easier for us um, in that regard. But But it does mean that I beat you at the Mormon cred card. (laughs) Because you got married before you left BYU. I was married in the (laughs) temple. And yeah, so. Yeah. I guess for a lot of people... This podcast is going to be maybe like outing myself as um, someone who is not LDS or who's left the LDS faith because I've I've told close friends and family, but I haven't been very open about about it. I you know I think for most of my friends who I grew up with or people that I knew growing up in church, um, it's probably something that a lot of them don't know. Maybe maybe some of them can guess or assume, but. This podcast mm. might be kind of like a coming out um, in that regard. And so I guess that's something significant to bring up. Yeah. Yeah. And but, I'm in the same boat there, too. Yeah. But um, around the time when Kim and I were getting married, we, we, you know, we were deciding that we were not going to be in the church and we didn't want a temple wedding and because we weren't very open or like didn't make a big announcement, I think it was assumed for most of our friends and family that were in the church that, you know, they would just just assume that we'd get married in the temple, but we weren't. And so, um, you know, you were one of my groomsmen and Mm -hmm. like, I let you know beforehand that it would not be a temple wedding. And I don't know how much detail I went into around that time, but I remember you told me your thoughts, which was kind of funny. Do you remember that? Oh, well, now it's been, now you're uh, calling on my memory to be accurate. Yeah. What, what I remember you telling me is <laughs> you, you told me, um, you told me that, you know, when you, when you learned that it wasn't going to be a temple marriage, your, your thought was, oh no, like poor Dan, he's probably like leaving the church. Um, yeah. you know, that's, that's probably probably the reason why and it's like that's that's unfortunate and then <laughs> you told me spoiler alert but like several years later you know you were you were looking like you were going that direction and you're like oh shoot <laughs> me too the way that you put it was like funnier than that but it was like you realized you were you were you were heading towards the same destination after having lamented a little bit my lot which which is true i remember thinking that for sure I think that's a good kind of segue because I feel like a lot of the purpose of our podcast is that sort of idea that like, I think all of us 
you know, most of the people who are listening, who, whether you are uh, an active believing member of the church or not, um, can identify with that feeling of like, oh, that person is leaving the church and I feel sad about that. And, but it's so hard. Like I, cause I remember when, when I was, what you were just talking about, when I was feeling that about like, oh no, Dan has left. Like it just felt hard to understand. Like it was just like, I don't get it. Like, uh, why would you like, do that? Yeah. Why would you do that? <laughs> and, and I feel like that's how most people feel. And, but for me, it was like, why would he do that? I don't want to know. And kind of just left it at that of like, I don't want to dive deeper than that. And it just makes it really hard as someone when you do leave. It's just there's an, an aspect of communication that breaks down because uh, for the most part, a lot of believing members don't want to know all the details. And I'm not saying you have to, but it may, that makes it hard because they feel a little scared sometimes. And I felt scared to talk mm -hmm. about why. Like I never brought it up with you because it's easier to just ignore it than grapple with it. And yeah. so... I just remember that weekend you got married feeling like just really confused. And so I think a lot of what our purpose here is that we feel like movies are a really great shared language that all of us watch movies. But let's talk about how movies can help us understand the narrative of someone who's left the church, too. This or not, is all even, kind of, not even people who have left the church, but even if someone's faith is changing or exactly evolving. Yeah, probably a. A year and a half, two years after that, I went through a lot of this for different reasons, different experiences, had my own faith crisis, I guess you could say. You're saying I can't take credit for you there the I, same way that... <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not going to give you credit for that one, but... <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> Sorry. Don't, don't know that I want that credit. <laughs> and we don't want that credit for anybody, like... Exactly. I, I think there's a big... There's like the stereotype of, you know, the angry ex-Mormon that's, you know, trying so hard to tear the church down and burn it to the ground and actively trying to deconvert people, I guess. And yeah, there might be some of that going on. But from my experience, uh, most of the time when people leave the church, it's generally not that way. Like when people leave the church, it's hard and they go through a lot of difficult emotions because the church has been something that's been so valuable and so important to them for all their life. And so there, there is a lot of anger that happens um, when you leave. So, you know, there, there's part of that, but um, that's, that's not what we're trying to do. We're not trying to promote an agenda other than, I guess, trying to, like you said, establish that communication, maybe make it a little bit easier for um, people who are still believing in the church and people who have left to understand each other better or kind of see where they're coming from. Yeah, I I agree. I think neither of us have the mindset of trying to deconvert anyone or tear down the church or anything like that. Personally, I feel like there's a lot of good that the church does in individually in people's lives, but also as a whole, I think there's value to something like the church existing. Um, so I'm not advocating anything against the church, just that for me, it, it didn't work anymore. And it was so difficult to go through that grieving process of like this thing that had been such a huge aspect of my identity that I had loved. Like it just, it just doesn't work for me anymore. 
And one of the things that helped a ton in that, and which, you know, someone who studied and loved and, and wrote movies and all that sort of stuff, movies, of course, would be an obvious go-to to help understand and deconstruct what I was going through. But I just kept finding movies that I would watch, not with the intention of finding any sort of personal connection in them, but movies that I didn't expect, I would, I would, in watching them again, would feel like, oh my gosh, that is exactly what I'm feeling right now, or that's what I'm going through. That's what it feels like. And I think that a lot of people who leave the church or whose faith changes, their beliefs change about the church, experience something similar related to movies because it's just such a visceral sort of experience. It gives um, you the feels, as they say. As they say, yes. And so, um, and just the, you know, as I've come out kind of the other side of this journey, feeling just in a much better place as a person, I feel like I just kept thinking, we kept talking about the idea of doing a podcast together. Uh And then I just kind of struck on the idea of like, well, what if we took that idea of using movies as a way to illustrate the emotions and the journey of faith in and out of the church? And just talked about lots of movies then and how they how we interpret them differently now because we both and love so, movies because we both love movies and so I, our our hope is that as we discuss these different movies together every episode will be a specific movie or a specific kind of pop culture topic um, that we'll just talk about and and break down what's meaningful in it as both a believing member of the church and in our shoes as someone who's left the church or is post-Mormon. And I think that this is going to be a familiar concept for believing members of the church, just because I, I, like you were talking about how, you know, you'd see these movies and make connections with them. I had that all the time when I was a believing member of the church. I'd see a movie and something in there would like really strike a chord with me. And it's like, man, that reminds me of this certain scripture or this certain gospel topic, or, you know, I'd I'd be preparing a Sunday school Mm -hmm. lesson and it's like, oh, what's a good clip from a movie that I can show to illustrate this point? And so it's like, you know, like likening the scriptures or, you know, comparing something in a way that's relatable. And so I think that's um, something that's going to be very accessible to whoever wants to watch this or listen to this. I think that's a lot of what we'll talk about is that like you can watch this movie and have a strong belief in the church and get this out of it. And you can watch this uh, same movie as a post-Mormon and get totally different things out of it. And that's okay. Let's talk about what we have in common. um, And hopefully we can understand each other better because of talking about this movie. Correct. So that's post-Mormon at the movies. Thanks for joining us for our introductions. All right. So I'm Dan. And I'm Nick. And this has been post-Mormon at the movies. Postmormon at the Movies is on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Follow us for regular updates and subscribe on your favorite podcast app so that you can download episodes as they become available. Thank you for listening, and we will see you at the movies next time.